Welcome back to the Digging for Insights podcast. If you haven't joined us recently, we are in the midst of a mini-series on how to choose the right graduate school for a marketing research or insights career. So far in the series, we've talked to the oldest Master of Marketing Research program at the University of Georgia. We also spoke with the MBA program that leads for marketing research from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And today we'll be talking to the fastest growing and largest Master of Marketing Research program at Michigan State. In this episode, we speak with Jessica Richards, who is the program director for the Michigan State Masters of Marketing Research program. What's interesting about this is Jessica does not come from a traditional research background and actually comes from a military background. We'll be able to hear how she parlays that experience into her current position as program director. We'll also get to hear a number of the benefits of the Masters of Marketing Research program at Michigan State and why that could be a program to go into. This is Digging for Insights, the marketing research podcast for insights professionals and businesses looking to deeply understand their customers so they can grow. I'm Stephen Griffiths, a Fortune 500 corporate researcher. Join me as we talk with experts about inspiring case studies, career advice, and research methods that will lead to growth. Today, I have as a guest the program director for the Master of Science in Marketing Research from Michigan State, Jessica Richards. Jessica, welcome to the program. Thank you, Stephen. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, excited to have you here as well. You know, as you know, we're in the middle of a a graduate school mini series. So we're talking to different uh, marketing research programs around the country. I heard great things about the Michigan State program. And so I'm excited to have you on the line. I'd love to start off by hearing about your career journey. I understand you started in the military, and I'd love to hear about that transition from military to what you're doing today. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for asking. I'm happy to share my story. So I actually had joined the Michigan Army National Guard at 17 years old. I, I wow. was yeah, so young, my parents had to co-sign with me. Uh, So I had decided that I wanted to do something challenging, but I also wanted to help others in need. My initial goal was to uh, help people with like hurricane relief and, uh, you know, other natural disasters while I was in college to kind of get a feel for the world and uh, understand the value of helping others. And I actually had joined a month before September 11th happened uh, and our world changed quite a bit, you know, on that day. It did. So I ended up uh, going to basic training and military police school. Um, at the end of the nine weeks, you have to graduate. And so to complete, you know, the uh, all of the training that you've gone through, we had to go on a 12-mile ruck march. And basically, that means that you have uh, one of the military packs on your back, 12 miles, and it was so exhausting. And after the march, they give you like a two-hour break. And then you have to go into um, what's called the night infiltration course. You actually have your your weapon with you and you have to fight through uh, different scenarios with tracer rounds. And then when you get to the final obstacle 
it, you have to low crawl for 50 meters under live fire Wow! <laughs> uh, at that time. This was back in 2003, 2004. And uh, the live fire was about six and a half feet above your head. So as long as you don't stand up, you're fine. But uh, yeah, it was pretty intense. And to add to it, it was like raining out and it was all muddy. And I felt like I was in one of those army movies uh, <laughs> and just completely covered from head to toe in mud, uh, low crawling under bar- the um, the wired fencing. And I remember baking it all the way to the end. And I was just phys- so physically exhausted and uh, stood up and um, we had a ceremony out in the rain with us all covered in mud. And I was one of the honor graduates. And so I got to read one of the army values. So there I am, like covered in mud, exhausted, saying loyalty, <laughs> you know, and uh, it was it was quite an experience. And then really the only thing that changed the next day is just the flag. And then you start military police school. And that was actually really fun. Uh, if you remember, those of you who are closer, I guess, to my age, maybe remember American Gladiator. Mm. and uh the pugil sick fights well you get to do that in uh basic training in military police school so we actually had a pugil sick fighting tournament we learned hand-to-hand combat we learned basically how to be a military police officer they actually have had a mock city that we uh got to respond to calls in and we would go to like different police scenarios and they would test us and we would have to uh you know respond and, and save people and it was really good training, and I served in the military for eight years. Okay, and um, actually ended up deploying to Kuwait and Iraq. So I am a combat war veteran. Wow! Which, yeah, so that means that. So the difference between a combat war veteran and a, a, a veteran, a veteran is someone who has served within the armed forces. A combat veteran is someone who has served in combat uh, for at least ninety days. Uh, you have to serve. Uh, for at least 90 days to wear a combat patch. So I I earned three combat patches uh, because I served with three different units for more than 90 days, one including the third army. So we did um, convoy escorts, security missions, basically transporting goods throughout uh, Kuwait to Iraq. And if those goods were attacked, we would just have to suppress the fire. So basically stop the fight and then continue moving on and help the goods get to the bases that they need to get to uh, and some other military police work. So I did that for 22 months and then came back. And, you know, life is different. I had to work full time. uh, And I actually started doing marketing and sales and recruiting for the National Guard. (laughs) And I worked actually surprisingly at Michigan State with uh, I had moved over to their ROTC program. So I helped young officers, uh, you know, find great careers in the military. And uh, that was really fun. So I finished my time honorably. I'm like, well, I you know, need to, well, during that time I was finishing school too. So while working full time, I completed my associate's bachelor's and master's degrees. And uh, I had always, I loved kind of working at Michigan State. And because I I went, I guess, a more non-traditional route, um, I decided I wanted to join the MSU team. So I applied for a job over at MSU about six or seven years ago. And I I got it and I was a dual operations supervisor for the marketing and supply chain departments. 
and then this role came open and uh, I started learning about the master of science and market research program. It was starting to get, you know, starting to get more recognition and uh, starting to grow more. And I'm like, wow, that sounds like a really cool program. And I've always loved, you know, marketing and, you know, analytics and gosh, I'd love to be involved. So I applied to this program and I absolutely love what I do. You know, I work with students, I help them have a great start to their career. And the faculty here are incredible. They care so much about the students and, and their success. And I really just feel like this program has a heart. It's the best job that I've ever had. And I've met some of the nicest people I've ever met uh, here at MSU. I, I'm such an advocate for Michigan State. It's a, it's a wonderful place. Wow, that sounds great. And sounds like a great fit for you as well, having had some, you know, recruiting background, maybe in a different environment, right with the military, and then helping attract the right students and uh, talent to the Michigan State program. Sounds like there's probably a lot of overlap there. There is. So yeah, I actually learned, um, I learned lots about sales and marketing and um, how to talk to people and consulting with the National Guard. You know, I'm curious, you mentioned earlier, you know, the Michigan State Masters of Science and Marketing Research had started earlier. Could you tell me a little bit about the story? I feel like a lot of the master's programs that we talked to have been around for quite a while from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, it sounds like Michigan State is a little bit more up and coming. Do, do you know much about that story that you could share with us? Yes. Yeah, so the program started about eight years ago, and it started with our academic director and a couple other professors and several board members and a few CEOs who came together and decided that there was a need for leaders within the marketing research industry. And so they wanted to design a program to help fill this need. And, you know, there were several key companies who helped initiate the startup and helped to identify what the curriculum should be and worked with our professors closely on designing the program. And the program started small then. It was just a small cohort of about 20 students or so uh, back eight years ago. And it has significantly grown since then. We've quadrupled in size. So I have about 100 or so active students in the program, you know, rotating through each year. Now, instead of having just one cohort of full-time students, we have two groups. One one full-time group starts in the fall each year. One starts in January each year. And those students are about uh, 25 to 32 students apiece. And they study for, with us for about a, for a year and graduate and go off into the industry. Some of those students are dual enrolled, meaning that they can complete their bachelor's and master's degrees at the same time. So they're advanced students, honors college students, uh, GPA 3.5 or higher. So they're all uh, really great students. And then the other students um, are online students. So they actually attend our program for 20 months, 100% online. And I was a huge advocate for that. When, when the online program initially started, it was a hybrid program where the students would come to campus for two weeks you know, throughout that uh, 20 month experience. And I really advocated for us to move 100% online because I remember what it was like going to school full time while working full time. And it's really about convenience. You want a high quality degree, but you need something that's going to work with your life and gives you a little bit of balance. Mm -hmm. And not everyone has the resources and time to, you know, drive or fly to a location. So um, we have live class sessions online. 
we record them so that, you know, if a student can't attend, they can watch that later on. So we make it very interactive. Um, one thing that we do really well uh, is we're very agile. So as new and emerging methods are coming out within the industry, we can add that in as an elective, add it in as a class. Sometimes we'll add it in that next semester to the program. That's great. So we're very current and we have a um, now that uh, group of companies who was maybe like eight or 10 who helped to start the program have grown to like 80. <laughs> and so they advise us on curriculum, they guest speak, they mentor students. They, some of them provide sample and different platforms. They hire students for internships and jobs and they just connect with us in a, in a multitude of ways. So um, that's really kind of the the story of how, it's evolved, uh, but it's been a very uh, awesome experience seeing all of the growth and meeting these young leaders coming into the industry. It's very, uh, very exciting. It's they're very energized and you know ready to to take on the world. And those are it's just a really fun group of people to be around. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier mentors. Do you have a mentoring program, and what does it involve exactly? For if you're a student, what does that look like? Yes, there's actually two of them. So the one that I helped design is called MSMR Connect. And that is basically like a LinkedIn for our program. It's running through People Growth. They do an awesome job. We actually worked with them for months and both myself and another professor designed the platform. And students can join and connect with alumni, other students, and board members for mentorship opportunities. They can ask questions. The system even helps them, uh, gives them suggestions on what to say and how to reach out. And the, we have a quick connect within that system where students can ask questions or connect with mentors on you know a 90-day or less basis. So it's kind of as needed to support what they're looking to do. Within the same system, we also have a long-term connect. So if a student is looking to be mentored for more than 90 days, or I guess 90 days or slightly more, um, with a specific mentor and they want to go through an entire program step by step that's more that's really well organized so that they can learn um, more in depth from this one specific mentor they can sign up for that as well and it's all uh, all set up easy to use um, we also allow guests to join so others who are within the industry, if they're interested in mentoring students, they're welcome to join our platform. Uh, those who are exploring the career field uh, or even our program are welcome to join as a guest and connect with our network and ask questions. We, we really encourage it. So that's one. The second one is Broad Connect. So it's spelled B-R-O-A-D. Connect. And that is our college mentorship system. So our students can join both. And the college one is an amalgam of many different uh, career paths and fields and leaders. And students can connect with within a variety of industries for mentorship opportunities, for ideas on, you know, maybe which type of industry they want to do market research within, uh, or even just to learn from other leaders tips and tricks on how to be successful. So uh, our students are able to access either mentorship opportunity. Oh, that's great. I'm curious if you're an online, 100% online student, do the opportunities for mentoring differ at all? No, they are the same. 
Okay. They are the same. So online students are able to uh, connect with either platform. They also, if they're in the area and they want to attend career fairs, they're welcome to do that. We also have graduate career support people. So let's say an online student has a bit more experience and they're wanting to get promoted after you know getting their degree. We can work with them really at any level of the industry that they're looking to progress within. We have connections. Uh, some of our board members even go as high as you know, CEO. Most of them are all senior level executives. They have lots of connections. And so we can help those uh, even more senior students with new opportunities and career advancement. So we support all students at all levels um, of the program and even alumni, even after they've graduated, we'll give them any support that they request. Oh, that's great. And I love that you're trying to be inclusive to the broader industry as well. I know for me, I found a lot of benefit in mentoring others, both when I was an MBA student and afterwards. And although it wasn't you know, specifically with Michigan State, I found that hugely beneficial from a, a mentor perspective. And so it's nice that you're you know, trying to include other folks who maybe are not currently associated with Michigan State right now. Right. And they might be with a great company that, you know, a student just finds they just so strongly aligned with and hadn't thought about. And so I think being very open and exploring lots of different leaders and fields is beneficial to all students. And so, you know, we, we think that's really great. Yeah. Oh, that's great to hear. Uh, so I understand your program recently started a new podcast. Do you want to tell me how that works and how long it's been around? Yes, our new website is up. So I'll send you the link so you can share. Um, but our main site is just marketing.broad, spelled B-R-O-A-D dot M-S-U dot E-D-U. And you'll find a page on there that says connect with us. And the uh, mentorship platform is right on that page. So guests can join and then the podcast is right underneath it. So the podcast has been really fun. I'm actually one of the podcast producers uh, learning learning all that uh, those skills. It's been very fun. fun. <laughs> So uh, it's hosted by the CEO of Mark Research, Meryl DeBrow. He is very interesting, very fun. He does ep- short episodes, so 20, 25 minutes for students and really anyone within the industry uh, on topics of market research. And he has been interviewing MSMR alumni from our program and then also board members. So he is getting perspectives Um, of all levels. So for those more newly entering the field, and then for those who have been in for a long time, who just want to know more on specific topics, like recently, we just had the global head of qualitative for Kantar on one of our podcasts. Uh, I have another CRO that we just interviewed. I have a two-parter episode that's coming out shortly. Um, We also have a, a couple interviews, one coming out uh, with Zillow and then Delta Airlines. And we've got um, one with Stryker on the website right now and um, several others. It's it's very informative. It's fun. I highly recommend listening to it. So um, by the uh, by the time that this uh, semester is over, I should have the f- full seven episodes up on there for people to listen to. So we just got three right now that are in the final editing stages. So it's been really fun, really exciting. Uh, I hope everyone checks it out and, uh, and that you like it. Oh, that's great to hear. It's called Spartan Insights. Spartan Insights. Perfect. Is that available on like uh, Apple podcasts and stuff like that? Or they have to go to your website to listen to it? On our website for right now, um, we may be looking to expand that 
further. Um, but right now we just wanted to get it on the website and have it to where, you know, those who are kind of exploring the program can listen to it. And those who follow our program can listen to it. We've also been sharing the episodes on social media. So uh, maybe uh, connecting with us on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, we're sharing on all of those channels. Gotcha. Okay. No, that's exciting. I mean, clearly doing a lot of fun stuff, podcasts, I'm obviously partial to them, but uh, it's neat to hear need to hear about others in the insights industry who are, you know, going in that space. I think there's just a lot of low awareness right now for marketing research and insights in general. And so super excited to hear you guys are moving down that path. Thank you. Yeah, it's been really exciting. And we're just hoping, you know, to increase the awareness of the industry similar to how you are. And I'm really excited that you're doing this series because I, I think that all of the other programs are great as well. Uh, you know, the Wisconsin program, the Georgia program, they're all awesome. We see them at conferences and, uh, you know, connect with them. And um, I just, it's, it's nice. I almost feel like even though we're not in the same area, we're all kind of like a team, you know, helping to push the education of the industry forward. So that's great. I'm curious, changing gears a little bit to people who are maybe considering going to Michigan State for your MSMR program. Um, could you talk a little bit about uh, salary potential and what kind of companies recruit from Michigan State? Yes. So I guess that depends on what level that they're in within the organization. So if it's a newly graduated person, maybe a couple internships under their belt, they can choose to go supplier side, which would be a market research firm that does many different types of research for many different industries. Or they could choose to go client side, which is for specific corporations uh, you know, that are more well known, and they uh, would be doing specific research only for that corporation. So it depends on which side they want to go to. Um, and it also depends on how much experience they have. So someone just starting out with a couple internships going supplier side, they may be looking anywhere from 53000 up to seventy two or 3000 um, if they're looking to go client side, they may be looking anywhere from 63 to 80 or higher. Okay. Now, if someone is coming to us with three, five, 10, 15 or more years of experience, that's different. So we would have to look at uh, how much experience they've had. We would help them with their resume and we would look at what would be a next step for them. A lot of people are concerned that, oh, gosh, if I go into market research, I'll have to start over. And that is just not true. Uh, all of the experience that you had that you have currently can go into a next opportunity or another industry. And I've worked with people who don't even have any marketing experience. I, I had a lawyer come to us once who had uh, quit his opportunity and wanted to go into market research, had 10 years under his belt, hadn't even taken a marketing class, and we were able to help him get through the program. He did amazing. He actually had an awesome internship throughout the program with one of the automakers and then placed at a top market research firm and is doing amazing to this day. So we can work with with everyone. And um, on our website, if you go to the careers page, you can look at what level of the organization that you would be at. So if you're manager or director or even higher, we um, we recommend looking at our, our career site because we have uh, average salaries on there. 
Quirks, the market research organization is awesome. They do a salary study every year and it's really accurate. And you can look at all different job titles to include brand manager, project manager, market research manager, director, senior researcher, um, consultant, statistician, and you can look at their salary study. It's very in-depth. You can break it down by location and it shows you how much you can expect to make within that specific job. Um, and that's probably the best study that I found. And a lot of our placements are like almost exactly matching the data that they have. So it's really accurate. Gotcha. Super helpful. Yeah. I was aware of that salary study, but great to hear that your program is similar to that. So it's a, a peek into what people might be able to expect. Um, so just closing up here, I'm curious if you are talking to potential students who might be listening to this episode, what advice would you give them as they're thinking about which um, marketing research program to go to and specifically Michigan State? Well, honestly, I would say any of the programs are great. Um, just go into the field. Get your master's degree from either our program or one of the other top-ranking MSM market research programs and enjoy your career. It is You definitely want a master's degree because it will help you to advance and uh, be most competitive for these really coveted market research jobs. That does make a difference. And it will help you to advance much faster within the industry into those you know really flexible and highly coveted, well-paying um, market strategy and research jobs. So it will definitely pay off. The best decision I personally ever made for myself was getting my master's degree. And the one thing I found that this industry, the way that this industry is different from others is people really enjoy their jobs. Uh, they're really nice. Um, they, you know, a lot of the speakers fly here, you know, they fly here on their own dollar to come talk to students and tell them how much they love being part of this industry. And they're happy, they're relaxed, they have a good work-life balance. A lot of, especially the supplier companies, you know, have amazing environments, very flexible, you know, work schedules. Some some of them even have 100% work from home. Um, some of them have unlimited time off. There's just some really cool setups. It's a great industry that's future-focused. Uh, just a really good industry to be part of. And I, I strongly recommend it. I think it's a wonderful career to have, a wonderful industry to join. And um, I think if anyone's even slightly considering it, you should 100% go for it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, great. Well, as you might know, we do have a website with uh, show notes that we'll be having for your episode. And so I'll definitely make sure to put down a lot of the resources that you've mentioned, right? Links to the podcast, links to your program, a way to reach out to you so that people can as uh, interest um, allows. And um, yeah, any final thoughts to share before we wrap this up? Uh, no, thank you so much for having me, Stephen. This has been wonderful. And I, you know, anyone who is interested in the career path or has questions, you know, please reach out, you know, send us an email and I'll give Stephen our email address to post on, you know, the follow-up page. And I'm happy to chat, chat with anyone, answer any questions anyone has. And, um, you know, thank you for your interest in this field. Well, my guest today has been Jessica Richards, who is the program director of the Master of Science in Marketing Research at Michigan State. Thanks so much for your time, Jessica. Thank you. And that concludes my interview with Jessica Richards. As I think through that interview, there's a few things that stood out to me. First, I'd say there's a lot of things that Michigan State has in common with other top marketing research graduate programs. 
As Jessica mentioned, there is a mentoring program, and I believe UGA and the University of Wisconsin has that where student students can mentor with uh, current professionals. There's also an external advisory board where students have a t- chance to talk to and learn from people who come from lots of different industries and backgrounds who are currently working in that field. I'd say the third piece is that there's an adaptable curriculum with a focus on analytics. So as Jessica alluded to, um, students learn about R, um, SAS, SPSS, and that's in common with um, other marketing research graduate programs, some of those technical analytic skills that are really hot in the industry today. I'd say the other piece is although the Michigan State program is more recent, so it's only been in existence for less than 10 years, um, today it has about 100 graduates a year, which includes their um, 100% online class. And so although it hasn't been in existence super long, they do have such large classes that there is a good alumni network coming out of that program as well. I'd say the biggest difference for the Michigan State program is really about the flexibility of the classes offered. So as we've talked about before, most of the marketing research graduate programs, um, UGA, University of Wisconsin-Madison, right now is focused on in-person full-time programs, as opposed to Michigan State, which has a full-time version and has an online option. So if you are like Jessica and you're currently working and want to continue to do that, there is an option to do a 100% online uh, chance to get a master's in marketing research. And that's where Michigan State does uh, separate itself. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Digging for Insights. As always, I encourage you to leave a review, especially if you are listening to this on Spotify or on your iPhone, so that others can find this podcast more easily. Also, we've talked a lot about different details on this podcast. I will be including those details, including contact information for Michigan State and Jessica Richards on diggingforinsights.com. Until next time, I'm wishing you the best as you dig for insights that will grow your career and your business.